Welcome back to the Bosque County Blast. I'm Cynthia Davis. And I'm Art Devitalis. Today on the Blast, we'll talk to head football coaches at Clifton and Meridian, hear about a big event at Uncle Gus's Marina Resort, and an upcoming art contest in Waco. We'll talk about the John A. Lomax Amphitheater, local arrests, and much more. You're listening to the Bosque County Blast. story today, we'll head to Meridian Park at the site of the John A. Lomax Amphitheater. We talked to members of the Patty and Susie Makins band about their performance at the Circle, in which many spoke and discussed John A. Lomax, his career and humble beginnings in Meridian. I'm Susie Makins from San Angelo, Texas, and I was born in Meridian. John A. Lomax was my great-great-great-uncle. Well, the band is family. My brother is around here somewhere, and my husband is here, and my nephew is here, and his wife. We know a lot of the songs that John A. Lomax collected. It's in the vein of old cowboy stuff, mostly. When he was a little boy, heard the cowboys singing to their cows to keep them settled at night, and he started writing them down, preserved them for posterity so that they wouldn't be lost forever. They're published in books. Probably there are old musical genes floating around in the gene pool because many of us have picked up instruments. We know the history. We heard it from my granddad here, my great-granddad here, who actually knew Uncle John. I think that did influence us picking up his books and learning to play some of the songs that he collected. So he even influenced a local resident that many know, John Campbell. He played the gut bucket and talked about it here. Tell us just a bit about what you're playing. This gut bucket, it belongs to my father. He played it my whole life, and basically got all of us started in music, bringing in all different kinds of instruments for us to play, and he played the gut bucket. So, uh, anyway, he can't come today, but I got it, so I'll play it for him. Well, family tradition then. Family tradition. <laughs> All right, and uh, uh, y'all got some good stuff planned for tonight? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it'll be good. We, we'll have fun anyway. All right. We talked to a couple more at the event, including Mayor Johnny Howerland and Don Nicholas, field representative for Roger Williams. We're very fortunate to have as many people that volunteer their time, and this project has not cost taxpayers one penny. It's been raised by donations and then volunteer labor. It's an example of what goes on in Texas, what goes on in Bosque County, and what goes on in the USA, and what goes on in Meridian. Not only do we have people that live in town, most of these people live out in the country. They are part of what I call the whole community. I came to represent Congressman Williams tonight and present a flag that he had taken care of for the city for this project and a certificate from him. I'm going to present that this evening to the mayor. This is culture in Texas. This is Texas culture. This is a great community, and you've got a rich history here. Williams was busy on Capitol Hill working towards the Bipartisan Care Act. Negotiations are still underway. And here's a local couple that showed appreciation for the event. I'm Charles Ellis. All right. I'm Judy Ellis. Very nice. And what brings you all out tonight? Oh, the music. Music and, and the experience of reliving John A. Lomax's career 
is a music collector. He'd go right here, go north on Main Street. Yeah. And there's a marker on 144 mm -hmm. up there where the Avery Homestead, okay, Lomax you. Homestead was. Uh, there's a little roadside park. There's a uh, cast aluminum historical marker there. What do y'all think of the amphitheater? Well, I like the looks of it. The hot rocks sure are hard. Yeah. They should have told people to bring a cushion, I think. Yes. It's a lot larger in it than it is from the street. Yeah. So it's, I, I like it. But I'm always glad to see Meridian do something. Last, we talked to Jack Walker, a cowboy artist and aficionado that read a suitable cowboy poem to the crowd gathered around the circle. Well, it was a poem about a horse trade. Written by a fellow named Sonny Hancock, and I think it's kind of a favorite of all the cowboy poetry gatherings and things like that. And that guy changed the whole music industry. He was an icon. Mm -hmm. He was a visionary. Like they said, most of these people we know today wouldn't even be doing this if hey, he hadn't gone out and captured all that old roots music. I don't really do a lot of cowboy poetry. It's uh, in fact, this is probably about the first or second time I ever performed a cowboy poem in my whole life. <laughs> it just wasn't something I do. I, I play a little guitar and sing for some of these occasions. I think this event was great. It honored a great individual, and the family was here represented, and I think it was just wonderful. To the news desk. We caught up with the owner of a zebra that was shot and killed through a fence line on County Road 2800 in Bosque County. I was mowing this week, Friday, and just got there and started mowing up there by the house. And I, I ran across that zebra probably 30 minutes, minutes into it. And I could tell it was, you know, semi-fresh within a couple days. And I could tell it was mm. shot by a shotgun had problems before in the past, but it's been a year year or two since I've had an issue. I hadn't really done anything about it. I've called the game wardens a couple times, but it's a big area to, to try to, you know, to catch a, somebody doing that. He said that the zebra roamed the 600-acre property, living its life until recently. When he went to mow, he made the discovery. I called the game wardens a couple times, but it's a big area to, to try to, you know, to catch a, somebody doing that. They shot it with the shotgun in the chest, and that's why I decided to put it on social media and see if there's something that could come about it. Just, it's not right. It's just, I own a couple miles of that, of that county road. Those with information related to the person who shot this animal are encouraged to call the Bosque County Sheriff's Office, Texas Game Warden, or you can call Nathan directly at 817-542-1383. I've already had a couple calls. We have a good idea who we think it is. We'll see what happens, what comes about it in the next couple of days. Hey listeners, Leah Blanton here from Clifton Feed. I take care of customers in our retail area of our store. I have a passion for animals, particularly horses and dogs. Today, I want to talk to you about Exclusive Signature Pet Foods. Exclusive is our premium brand dog and cat food developed exclusively for Purina dealers. It comes in five different formulas, adult chicken and brown rice, all life stages lamb and brown rice, healthy weight formula, senior adult variety, and our very popular puppy formula. I feed the adult formula in the red bag to my dog, Murphy, which is a red healer. 
It keeps her healthy and she has tons of energy for herding, farm duties, playing ball, and many more everyday tasks. The Comfort Care Digestive Health feature in Exclusive helps Murphy's immune system stay strong, especially with all the fall temperature changes. It also addresses any stress that comes her way along with keeping her coat vibrant and her skin clear. Come in and try our exclusive line of pet food. Our frequent purchase program rewards you with a free bag when you buy eight over a period of time. I will record your purchases on your own frequent purchase card that we keep here and let you know when you're getting close to your free bag. I look forward to meeting each of you very soon. Come by Clifton Feed and ask me about exclusive pet food. Your Murphy will love it. We went to Uncle Gus Marina and Resort to talk about a local event coming up in October. Get ready for music, merchandise, and more, all to support their choice for president. Here's Chris Vaughn to talk about some of the fun that's planned. The gates will open at 1. We have bands that are going to be playing throughout the day. The bands probably will start around 2 o'clock. We have the Teague Brothers that will be playing. We have TJ Broskoff from Southern Satellite, mm-hmm. Truck Stop Gamblers. Love those boys. Yeah. They're, good. They're a good band. Of course, Lee Greenwood will be the final entertainer. We also are anticipating a live firework show. Right now, I'm lining up my speakers, my dignitaries. One of them confirmed is Mr. Sid Miller, who is the Texas Agricultural Commissioner. She feels the election is monumental and tried to have the event earlier this year, but then COVID-19 struck and caused the event to be canceled. I am here because I have come into Uncle Gus's Marina and Resort to hold an official Trump rally with Lee Greenwood. About two years ago, I decided I was gonna hold America for Trump rallies. Uh I titled it, I became very emotionally attached to it and had secured three for election year, which is this year. Mm -hmm. Then February, COVID came, we went. (laughs) So COVID came and my America for tours were just uh, stopped, Mm -hmm. basically. I decided a month ago that I wasn't going to adhere to any of that anymore, and I was moving forward. And she spoke about the headline act, of course, Lee Greenwood. At the end of the the show, and Lee Greenwood gets on and sings his songs, and obviously the most patriotic song, God Bless the USA. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like every individual is going to have their hand on their heart looking up at the American flag, singing along, and it'll be an event they'll never forget. Thanks, Chris. And get your tickets now, folks, because prices go up September 25th. Check out at Uncle Gus Marine on Facebook for more info and to RSVP. Play Stacks is your pro guide for Lake Whitney. Having grown up fishing the lake, he knows the water is like the back of his hand. My name's Clay Stacks. I'm Clay's guide service. I work out at Uncle Gus's Marina. I'm on the pro staff here. I'm mainly a striper guide, but I also run blue cat trips in the wintertime. From striper fishing to blue catfish to everything in between, Clay has you covered. Don't have a boat? Don't know how to clean a fish? Don't have a problem. I got a 24 foot Blazer Bay boat, brand new boat, fish six people, real comfortable. I've been a full time guy for four years. I've been fishing this lake for 25 years. I've actually been fishing this lake my whole life. My dad used to bring me fishing here when I was a kid. I've been fishing here a long time. Learned from some of the best guys on the lake. I just have a passion for fishing. I fish on my days off, so I love what I do. This is a one-stop shop right here at Uncle Gus's. You can come and hire the best guides on the lake. You can get the best accommodations, the best food. It's all right here. 
You can bring your own boat. You can fish with a guide one day and then take your boat out the next day. You can stay right here and do it all. It's the perfect place. Give them a call at 254-485-1271 or shoot them a text. For more news and some of the biggest catches around, visit claysguideservice.org. We talked to Alan Northcutt, director for Waco Friends of the Climate, about an upcoming art contest. The show is a great way for artists to gain exposure with cash prizes for winners, including those in Bosque County. It gives artists an opportunity to use their talent to combat the climate crisis. We offer some very nice cash awards. They start at $1,000 for the first place of the adult division. Around October the 1st at the grand opening, we will have the link on our website, www.friendsofpeace.org. But here's the catch. The work must represent the artist's interpretation of the drastically changing climate. Anything that expresses something about the climate crisis. So when we do the judging, that's number one, and that's the most important. Number two, of course, is artistic excellence. We judge three top in adult division and three top in the student division. People who visit the exhibit can vote, and we have what we call the People's Choice Award. Northcutt said that if COVID-19 is a pop quiz for humanity, the climate crisis is the final exam. I think one of the most important things we've been working on the last several years is something called the Go Renewable Waco campaign. You may have heard about the Sierra Club push or effort to get cities to pledge to go 100% renewable, you know, at the municipal level. Most of the climate action over recent years has been at local and state levels because federally we've been going backwards. We are trying to get the city of Waco to decarbonize. Check out the event on Facebook for more on Waco, Friends of the Climate. Dragonfly Therapy Services and Institute now offers teletherapy as Dr. Julie Merriman is passionately making a difference. Merriman holds years of expertise, clinical practice, and ongoing instructions to students, keeping the edge to solve problems in the process. For the Empowered Energy Journal, visit juliemerrimanphd.com. That's Julie, M-E-R-R-I-M-A-N, phd.com. She hones in on emotional blocks with a dual focus on spiritual and practical psychology. Merriman also has expertise with yoga, utilizing exercise to achieve peak mental health while providing a caring and comfortable environment. She's a Charlton State and Texas Tech grad, married to a local state trooper. She has her own YouTube channel called Julie Merriman, Ph.D., Dragonfly provides socially distanced in-person sessions, online and group therapy services in these trying times. For more information, visit at dragonfly.therapy.services on Facebook. Don't forget to leave a like before you go. Moving to your local arrest report. The Clifton Police Department arrested a 25-year-old Clifton man Friday, September 11th. 
Brian Kleeman was charged on motion to revoke court-ordered supervision and probation violation on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Texas game wardens detained a 51-year-old Cleburne man Friday, September 11th. Robbie Johnson was charged with manslaughter and two counts of aggravated assault, resulting in serious bodily injury. The Meridian Police Department arrested a subject Saturday, September 12th. Benjamin Snelson, 34 of Clifton, was charged with driving while intoxicated, a McLennan County warrant. Clifton Police placed a 34-year-old Euless man into custody Monday, September 14th. He was charged with driving while licensed and valid with previous convictions and no insurance. The Valley Mills Police arrested a 57-year-old Valley Mills man Wednesday, September 16th. He was charged with Assault Class C. The Bosque County Sheriff's Office arrested a 17-year-old subject from Woodway Wednesday, September 16th. He was charged with two counts of indecent exposure. The Department of Public Safety arrested a 26-year-old China Springs man Friday, September 11th. Kevin Zveckel was arrested on a warrant out of Bosque County Sheriff's Office and charged with theft of a telecommunications service between $1,500 and $20,000. The Valley Mills Police Department arrested a 23-year-old Houston man Thursday, September 17th. Darley Hayes was charged with possession of a controlled substance between 1 and 4 grams. For our final segments today, we turn to sports. We talked to Coach Chuck Canifer of the Clifton Cubs about how the team's first win of the season went. Extremely proud of our kids. It's been a grind. We've played some really good football teams here in non-district. You know, the first three games, those opponent, those guys are 12 and 0 now uh, combined. And then Tenaha came in, and you know, we're number a top 10 team in, in in 2A coming in. They've got a couple. Really dynamic players that have already gotten some Division One offers, and it's a big challenge. And to be in a hole like we were at halftime, down twenty to seven, and our kids to continue to fight and grind and come back and play the way they did in the second half was just really special to see. I tell you, there was a huge play in the third quarter where you know we were down twenty to seven. We had come out and had a really good drive on offense to start the second half, but kind of stalled out in the red zone. We ended up making a big play on defense late in the third quarter. They were in a little option, and Devin Bird came up and caused a fumble, and Thomas scooped and scored. And that really kind of turned the tide of the game. You know, we got us to within one score. We ended up getting a turnover on the very next possession again and then went down and scored again and took the lead. And so that little series of plays was huge. From there, you could see the momentum shift, and the kids just, man, they just took off from there. So, So what's the team working on this week? Well, I mean, there's still a lot of things we got to do to get better. We played a lot better up front on the offensive line. We did a better job taking care of the football. We only had two penalties all night. So those those were really good things, but there's still things that we've got to do. We've got to finish plays. we still got to eliminate some of those negative plays that stop drives. We should have scored at least once or twice more in the first half. And then we've got to eliminate big plays on defense. And we looked ahead at the first district match for Clifton. We opened district play with Riesel at home. They've had a couple big wins in non-district play. They've got some really good size. They're going to, you know, they're going to have some big kids, especially on the defensive line. They've got a big six-five defensive end that's a weapon at tight end that can go up and get the football. Made some plays. They seem to get a lot of turnovers. It's a district ball game, and so now every single one of them is important. Every game counts the same in the standings. You put yourself in a lot better position if you can start district one and zero, and that's. 
that's really our focus now. I mean, we've really got to take it one week at a time. We've got to go out and play well. If we do that, we'll put ourselves in a position to be successful. Thanks, Coach, and good luck in district play. We also talked to Coach Wade Morton of the Meridian Yellow Jackets. They have the bye week this game. They are getting ready for district. Here's how the match against Hubbard went. And it was a pretty physical matchup, first half. We didn't put ourselves in a position to win the game in the second half, but our kids played hard, saw a lot of good things, had a freshman quarterback playing with our starter being out this week. You no, know, I was just seeing what kind of command he would have with the offense. Braden did a great job. We support him 100%, and we're looking for great things out of him as the years go on. Him just being a freshman it, it is a good thing to see what kind of future he can have. Future looks promising. This being a bye week, we're not going to play Italy this week. That just gives him some extra time to get as close to 100% as possible. But looking ahead after this week. We'll have Albany starting out. We'll be traveling there. And, you know, Albany's a good team. They're a top 10 team in 2A. And it'll be a big challenge for us. But we're looking we're looking forward to it. I know the coach over there, he's been there for about 40 years. Not the head coach anymore, but he still is on staff. He just likes being around the kids and coaching them up. And, you know, and he's got a vested interest in that program for being there so long. Since he's never left, you know, that program, they were in the state championship about five or six years ago. They're a real good program. they got a lot of tradition. They've had a lot of success. And it's going to be interesting. We get to go over there and play them first game of district, see, see where we stack up with them, and then we'll go from there. We got a lot of new guys in our district. None of the guys we played last year. We got Albany, and then we got Cross Plains, Heiko, and Ranger, and Santos. It'll be fun. We look forward to the Jackets in district play, and thanks, Coach. Looking at local football action this week. Iredale will face the Abbott Panthers at 7.30 p.m. in Iredale, while Walnut Springs is set to play Covington in Covington. Morgan will play Eden at 6.30 p.m., Valley Mills will head to Tolar to play the Rattlers at 7 p.m. Riesel heads to Cubs Stadium for kickoff at 7.30 p.m. in Clifton. And that's it for the Bosque County Blast. Look out for more news as it develops. We're online at www.bosquecountyblast.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cynthia Davis. And I'm Art Devitalis. Thank you for listening.